As a pastor, I've heard people speak disparagingly of heaven, as if it is nothing more than a perpetual worship service of praising God. They add this admission, who wants to do that all day for all of eternity? As if it's some kind of life sentence. In an effort to dissuade this view of heaven as a single activity, I invite this person to imagine an experience in which he or she felt utter delight, either in a moment of shared intimacy or group celebration. No doubt you reveled in the experience and did not want it to end. That to me is more what heaven holds, countless experiences of unspeakable joy shared with people we love in the presence of a generous, life-loving God. Something hymn writer Charles Wesley described as lost in wonder, love, and praise. Praise is a prominent theme in the Psalms. Not only do the various prayers contain praise to God, but several Psalms command it. Literary scholar and Christian apologist C.S. Lewis said, encountering this command to praise God in the Psalms made him uncomfortable. And even more troubling for Lewis was the idea that God desires praise from us. As if God is saying, what I most want is to be told that I am good and great. Lewis states in his book, Reflections on the Psalms, that he eventually came to realize this most obvious fact. In telling everyone to praise God, the psalmists are doing what we all do when we speak of what we care about. We delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses, but completes our enjoyment. It's not out of compliment that lovers keep telling one another how beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete until it is expressed. Have you ever been part of a celebration where someone deserving of praise is being honored and recognized? If that person lacks ego strength and has not reached a level of maturity, then the experience can be deflating with all the attention and energy absorbed by a single entity. But when the person being honored is able to receive her or his recognition with humility and gratitude, the experience is entirely different. The room reverberates with joy and celebration, and all the love and affirmation directed to the recipient is returned and shared by all present. Now imagine someone you love as the person receiving that recognition, honored and celebrated at some featured event. I doubt that you would miss it. Instead, with great excitement and anticipation, you will listen and savor every word, every gesture. Your focus will be directed toward the face of your loved one as you share this experience with joy and exuberation. Well-deserved praise is not awkward or boring. It's enthralling and empowering. In today's sermon, 
I hope to show how the arrangement of the book of Psalms and its closing leads its readers to a glorious climax of praise to God. To fully appreciate the content of today's scripture reading, I want to provide a wider context for this particular psalm. The person or persons who put the collection of psalms together sees the essence of prayer as offering praise to God. But even more, they see the greatest objective of all of life is to praise God. This is what Westminster divines would later state in the Westminster Catechism as our chief end as human beings or our life purpose, that is to glorify God and enjoy God forever. Most of us approach or use the book of Psalms as individual prayers. If we're struggling or discouraged, we might read a lament to convey our feeling of sadness or sorrow. If we are in a contemplative mood, we might read a wisdom psalm. If we're in need of forgiveness, a penitential psalm. If feeling grateful, a creation or praise psalm. We think of them as singular, complete units of thought. But there is also an order and an arrangement to the collection of these songs and prayers. Scholars have identified five books which comprise what we call the Psalter, or Book of Psalms. At the end of each one of these books, we find a benediction. When all five are lined up together, we notice something interesting. Let me show you what I mean. The first four benedictions contain a common theme employing the words blessing, highlighted in blue, and amen, highlighted in red. Blessing signifies the promise and expectation of God's goodness as reflected in God's creation and creatures. Amen serves as an affirmation, a confirming last word, as in yes. The Amen is doubled and repeated in three of the benedictions. And then in the fourth, it changes to this. Let all the people say Amen. Taken together, we see these benedictions gathering momentum in anticipation of the end so that in the fifth and final book, the blessing and the amen are replaced with hallelujah as the controlling word. Psalm 150 begins and ends with hallelujah, like the four psalms preceding it, Psalms 146, 147, 148, and 149. Yet different than these four, Psalm 150 not only uses hallelujah at the opening and ending, but also within the whole psalm. Thirteen times this strongest of all Hebrew praise words, written in the imperative, exhorts us to celebrate God with praise. Let us now hear the reading of Psalm 150 by Katie Flowers. Hallelujah! Praise God in His sanctuary! 
Praise God in his fortress, the sky. Praise God in his mighty acts. Praise God as suits his incredible greatness. Praise God with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise God with lute and lyre. Praise God with drum and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with loud cymbals. Praise God with clashing cymbals. Let every living thing praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Hebrew word for praise is Hallel. Its noun form appears in the Hebrew title for the Psalms, Tehillim. We know the preponderance of Psalms reflect prayers of people who are hurting and distraught due to challenging circumstances. The authors call out to God for help or express their complaints in the form of a lament. If these Psalms characterize the collection as a whole, why then give the title the book why then give this book the title Book of Praises? Statistically, praises do not fit the description of these various prayers. But it does accurately reflect the closing and the end of the book. Eugene Peterson makes this observation. All prayer pursued far enough becomes praise. Any prayer, no matter how desperate its origin, no matter how angry or fearful the experiences it traverses, ends up in praise. It does not always get there quickly or easily. The trip can take a lifetime, but the end is always praise. Peterson contends, praises, in fact, is the only accurate title for our prayer book, for it is the goal that shapes the journey. The end is where we start from. If we read the Psalms in continuous sequence, we notice how the last five Psalms, 146 to 150, begin and end with hallelujah. We also notice how the beginning of the end of this book of praises is set up by Psalm 145, which Kent Weber will preach on next Sunday. All of this prelude, all of this, pardon me, is prelude for the finale. Allow me to show you how the conclusion builds. Psalm 145 frames what follows, the five hallelujah psalms, each more exuberant than the last. The final psalm, 150, is not simply added to the collected psalms to give a suitable and pleasing finish. It is the very essence of prayer, reaching its completion in praise. In this way, the whole of Psalm 150, and not simply the final verse, serves as the benediction of the entire Psalter. Psalm 145 is the first element in an elaborate and artful finale that brings the Psalms to a resounding conclusion. It is filled with praise. Understanding the significance of praise in the Psalter and its relationship to prayer, 
Let us now turn and consider some of the ways we offer praise to God. Praise is a fitting response to the presence and reality of God in our lives and the blessings that God provides. We often associate it with emotions of joy and exuberance. Most often, the emotion of praise is prompted by music or song. Besides the familiarity and likability of a given hymn or song, we also are drawn into praise through the song leading. Praise offered in song has a contagious and compelling quality to it. Others express praise to God through motion and movement. Recall the description of the Ark of the Covenant being brought into Jerusalem and David leading the procession is said to have, quote, danced before the Lord with all his might, end quote. While others have found it meaningful to lift their hands in praise to God. Praise is not all emotion. I love the story of Babette's feast where the intricacies of a delicious and delicate meal are prepared and savored by a community that has grown dreary like its surroundings in its ability to, to celebrate and praise God. And yet after this meal, it gives new meaning to the phrase, taste and see that the Lord is good. As one of the participants in that meal cries out, hallelujah, in response to, to savoring the goodness of God. We also praise God with our thoughts and contemplation. Scripture directs the attention of our minds and souls toward God. And by meditating on God's word, we learn about the nature and character of God, who is worthy and deserving of our praise. The Psalms are particularly good resources for inspiring our praise because they speak of all facets of our life experience within the context of God's goodness and sovereignty. Story is another way praise is evoked in us. The story doesn't even need to be religious or redemptive for that matter. It can simply be a story of human kindness or goodness that reminds us where goodness derives from. Take, for example, the story I'm about to show you as a video which occurred on Halloween. Watch the response of children to a sign posted by a family whose child has cancer. A search for hope at the end of this anxious week led me to this humble bundle. Zoe, now three, is the proud product of TJ and Courtney Thomas of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, look who's here. Hello. Cameo. <laughs> Back in February, Zoe was diagnosed with leukemia. And because her immune system is now compromised, she couldn't go trick-or-treating last weekend with all the other kids. In fact, her parents even had to put up a sign to keep others away. Sorry, no candy. Child with cancer. The whole purpose was just so that we wouldn't have to keep telling kids sorry and, and have disappointed kids. Never expected anything like this. Never expected those little ghosts and ghouls to be such saints. I just immediately started crying. 
There, at the foot of the sign, trick-or-treaters left their Halloween candy for the child inside. Doorbell camera footage shows kid after kid making the same character-defining decision, mostly on their own. No grown-ups were there telling you what to do? No. We tracked down a few of the angels. She dumped her whole bag. Your whole bag? I wanted to give back to them. I wanted to give back to them. It's somebody's little girl. The empathy we heard and saw. Courtney says it was just the medicine her family needed. During this crazy time with everything going on in the world, just the gesture of, hey, we're all in this together, and just remind each other that there's still hope and love. Still hope, love, and much better role models than the ones we obsess over. This story reminds me that giving of oneself is the essence of God's nature. And I'm prompted to praise because of a Savior who gives his life away and empowers me to be generous in my giving as well. Finally, our experience of God's rescue and salvation is cause for praise. Rather than think of praise as a single act of worship, what if we considered it to be a lifetime activity? Years ago, I sat at the bedside of Joe Mills with her husband Bob as she lay unconscious, breathing her closing breaths. Bob said, you know, when I think of Joe's accomplishments, the thing that stands out to me the most is that her very life was her greatest achievement. In response to God's gift of grace, the whole of our lives can be a testament of our gratitude and praise to God. It's been 25 years since the film's debut and I hardly recall most of its content, but the effect the movie had on me has been indelible. The movie is based on a true story about a young idealistic musician who's forced to take a high school teaching job to support his family and his aspiration to become a composer. With great reluctance, Glenn Holland, played in the movie by Richard Dreyfuss, assumes his teaching role in a suburban high school. He struggles with the advice given him by the school's principal, who continuously reminds him that teaching is about much more than just giving knowledge, but also about giving an outlet for the knowledge to be useful. The completion of Mr. Holland's composition is repeatedly delayed in exchange for his increased investment in the lessons and the lives of his students and family. The story unfolds episodically with each sequence underscoring Mr. Holland's valuable role in his community. On his final day as a teacher, Mr. Holland enters the school auditorium to see to his surprise hundreds of his former students have secretly returned to the school to celebrate his career upon hearing of his retirement. His orchestral piece, never before heard in public, has been put before the assembled musicians by his wife and son. 
in one of those heart-in-your-throat moments, it becomes clear to him and all of us that Mr. Holland's real opus has been a generous life. I have known many people like Glenn Holland whose life work is worthy of being celebrated and praised for a job well done, a life well lived. The praise may be directed toward them, but in so many instances, their life story includes one of faith, and therefore, what's being offered in the form of praise is directed toward God. Praise is integral to our relationship with God. People who find themselves away or distant from God are those for whom praise has become silent. Whereas the call to praise is a continuous orientation of, what, uh, of us toward what is real, true, and, and of great worth. When we praise, we assert that we're not the center of the universe. God is. And that the world is not all about me. Through praise, our souls ascend to a self-forgetting adoration as we acknowledge God's majesty and power and celebrate God's redeeming grace. May it be so. Amen.